Welcome to the Brain Gain Youngstown Leadership Series Podcast. Each week, we'll learn from leaders who are driving change and making an impact. Now here's your host, the CEO of the Youngstown Publishing Company, Jeff Leo Herman. We're at the YBI today, and I am thrilled to be sitting with Stephanie Gilchrist today. Stephanie, you are the Director of Women and Youth Entrepreneurship Programs here at the YBI, right? Yes, I am, and I'm so excited to be here with you as well today. Thank Fantastic. you for having well, it's me. Gonna be, it's such an important area to focus on, so yes. we want to hear all about it. Oh, Can't wait to dig in. <laughs> uh, before we do, though, everyone wants to know, what do you want to do as, as a child? Oh, as a child, I wanted to be a pediatric surgeon. Wow. Yes. Did you I have was, like a doctor kid in the whole? Yeah, I did, you know, where I would act like I'm listening to your heartbeat and take your temperature. My dolls, my beautiful dolls um, were tortured. But yes, I wanted to be a pediatric surgeon growing up. What inspired you to do that? What? You know, actually it was servanthood. I wanted to do it more so to go to third world countries and to um, be a part of like the Doctors Without, Without Borders, borders. Um, to give back and serve my community for those who couldn't afford healthcare, but right. be able to give our youth and our children that um, ability to have surgeries free of charge or for low cost. Mm -hmm. does, does medicine or science or, or is it is it about like a passion for medicine or is it is it a passion for helping? It was definitely a passion for medicine. Hmm. Um, for me, uh, growing up, they used to say I was the smart one or I was smart, you know, but math and science was good for me. I was a 4.0 student all my life. So for me, it was just, I just felt like that would have been the way to go. Right. And then having the title doctor, I thought was cool. Too. That's cool too. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. right. That's good. Well, who did you, was there anyone in particular in say in the medical field you looked up to or? Truth be told, not in the medical field, it was my aunt. Oh. Um, my aunt, Irene Carter, um, and she is actually Melina Spiva's grandmother from WFMJ. So my aunt was a hairstylist, and I loved her because she was so fly, the lipstick, the, she was just stylish. Um, and what's crazy is she was an entrepreneur, and I didn't know what entrepreneurship was till my adulthood, but growing up, I just saw her functioning as a boss lady, and I right. loved it. Right, she commanded her situation, right? She did, she commanded her situation. I saw her transform people from looking one way to another. Um, the funny thing is, jerry curls were hot, so you know we would have to smell the chemicals from the jerry curls back in the day, but I really looked up to her and just knew that she was a phenomenal woman, and she still is to this day. So in your current work today, do you, do you reflect upon the, the impact she had on you? I do, because someone asked me the question, like, who did you look up to? And I was like, oh, my aunt. And my family, I hate to take friends to my family gatherings, because they'll tell stories about what I would do trying on her stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> it's just so embarrassing. But yes, it, and it's amazing because I was like, oh my gosh, she was then instilling entrepreneurship in me and I didn't even realize it. Right. And so, yeah, it, it's amazing that now I put the pieces together. It was almost nat. It seems like it was natural for her. Like just you're, you're driven a certain way, right? Yeah. Yeah. You are. You become like that, that boss, that person that goes after what you want. You know, she had the nice car. You know, she was again, she was just making people transformative in front of your eyes. So I love to watch her work. And again, she was stylish herself. So I just loved her style and how she just operated. That's 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 cool. It's great to have someone that, that you know that inspires you. And and so what's 
what is the scope of what you're working on today? So women and youth entrepreneurship programs, give us a little sketch of how that works here at the YBI. Sure. So the um, WE program came first, the women's program came first in 2016. So um, I did uh, create some curriculum and together with the team here, who's amazing, um, we, we put it out there like there's a call for women and business and how can we support. And so the WE program was birthed. And since then, we probably serviced over 150 women in our community to help them with their business ideas, mentor them, um, network events, things of that nature. And that is the core of that, is that the, the mission of that program is to help women establish um, their communities and help contribute to their families' wealth. And so it's, it was an important program when we started and still is today. And then the youth component, when did the youth component, component enter the program? Program. So we tagged a little bit about it for years. We've been going back and forth about it. And um, actually, I had stepped away for about three years from the YBI as just running the WE program um, full time. And so we talked about it and then the opportunity was coming and we just saw some doors opening. And so I had the vision. I was like, and Barb was like, now's the time. Let's right. do it. And so I came back in January to let's Let's start this program for youth. And it's so important because we talk about it, um, even your platform, right? Brain game. How do we keep our talent here? The best way is to get them to start businesses and create an atmosphere and environment of entrepreneurship where they're invested Absolutely. in their community and then they won't leave. And I always try to tell our kids that Youngstown's a great place. It's, oh, yeah. Economically, it's a great place to live, raise your children. You know, you can start your business, let your hub be here, but you could travel the world because right. you got Cleveland Pittsburgh exactly. airports not far. Exactly. So I think that it's important that we instill in our youth, give them that option of entrepreneurship. What's what's the age range you look at when you say youth? Is that middle school and up or? To be honest, I met a girl through doing the WE program. I brought her in to deal with some youth and she was nine when she started her business. Nine? She's not, she was nine. When I met her, she was 15. And then I just, ha and I've seen her three times since we've met. She's now 19. Her business valued in at over a million dollars and she's in Target and she's in Whole Foods. Yes. So for me, nine through 18 is what I want because if she can do it at nine, mm -hmm. then let me go ahead and grab our kids. The younger, the better. Now, are there characteristics that, so someone may not be, may not know they're an entrepreneur. And like you said, you're on, you didn't know she was an entrepreneur. You just knew she was a boss. Right, 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 right. So do you look for characteristics of like that person has the characteristics of an entrepreneur versus someone, some kids literally say, I'm selling, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I know what I want to do. Some may not know. So how do you help really drive that discovery process? What do you look so for? So for us, even in our program right now, the youth program, the youth entrepreneurship program, we call it YE because we have we, so we say YE. Um, our marketing folks don't always like it, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> but the U program for us, it allows them. So we, we have 15 week curriculum that we're working with them right now. In mm -hmm. the, so we've been together since March 16th. And so for us, it's been just going through different activities, the business model canvas and, um, doing certain activities to say, okay, so list these characteristics. What are you strong? Where are you strong? Where are you weak? And that kind of, to, that opens up their eyes and that opens up our eyes as well as instructors and leaders to see where there are as entrepreneurs. And a lot of them are entrepreneurs. They like to make decisions. You know what I mean? They like to control their money. They, mm -hmm. you know, they don't really like to be told what to do. Mm -hmm. um, 
So those characteristics, um, risk takers, you know, they're not scared to take a chance. Mm -hmm. And so that is, I think, one of the biggest characteristics, because as an entrepreneur, you have to be able to take risk and handle. And one question I asked in the interview process is when this happened in your life, how did you handle it? And it's always about a loss in your life. Like, how do you handle losing? Right. Because you experience that as well as an entrepreneur. So it's just getting those characteristics out for them. Okay. And, And so if you focus on, you know, help them identify strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. do they at times feel bad about their weaknesses and that can hold them back or do you just lean into their strengths i lean into their strengths but this generation that you deal with a weakness for them is a challenge ah because i've learned that in speaking with them about their weaknesses and and letting them expose their weaknesses to us it's like so but then they always come with a comeback but this is what i'm going to do to become better and i'm like oh Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, So that's a whole nother thing. You know, they have this strength about them that they don't like to be weak in certain areas. They acknowledge I need work on it, but they also acknowledge, but I'll work on that and I'll get better. And so that's the bunch of kids. That's the bunch that we're dealing with. The group of kids we're dealing with is that they will not allow their weakness to outshadow their strengths. Uh, Now, do you have a different leadership style you use, say, for the youth versus, say, women and the more mature Jeff, I'm such a servant leader, and I believe that is the best way and really the only true way to lead anyone. So for me to come and say, I'm the boss and this is what you're going to do, that no, I need you to participate with me. How can I help you grow and become better as a business person in your business model? What can I do? That's always been my approach, and that will always be my approach, is that it comes to servanthood. You have to serve those you lead. Is there anything you know in your course of... of you know, identifying entrepreneurs and working through the business model canvas. I mean, do you have a favorite part of the canvas you like to work out? Is it the total addressable market or is it the, I, the fit? I think for me, the the fun part of the business model canvas for me is when folks have to think about their value uh, and become up with a value proposition because they, you know, I have this great idea. Great. So how's it valuable to me as your customer? Helping, right. Right. That's true. Because so many like to lead with, pro- oh, my product, my product. But yes. What value will it create? Because that's what makes money, right? Yeah, yeah. Is that the value it brings you. Um, so for us, it's like, so I need you to study the value proposition. And so for them, it was like, who is your favorite artist? Who is your favorite designer? Do you like Nike? Okay, you do? Okay, go tell me what their value proposition is. Are they meeting that value proposition with you as a customer? And so we even have it to make it more relatable to them that that value is important. Why do you buy Nike? Why do you buy? Why do we go to Chick-fil-A? I love to use Chick-fil-A because I know not one person that says I hate Chick-fil-A. Right. Right. The customer experience that you get, that value they bring you, that they like me because mm-hmm. it's always my pleasure. You know, mm-hmm. just how they serve you, um, and which is also servant leadership. So mm-hmm. I just think that that's important for our youth and for the women to understand that value. Do you, do you help them focus on solving problems? Absolutely. So just like identifying pain points and solving problems. So there's another exercise we do as well that I love. It's like, okay, here's some plastic cups. Here's a couple things, just ordinary things. We're stranded on the island. And how are we going to, what do we need to survive? And what can you create to help us survive based on just what you have right here on the table? 
So for us, it's wow. getting them to think out of the box. Yeah. In addition to solving a problem, the problems is we're stranded, and this is what we need. How to do? I've had kids create water water filtration systems. You know what I mean with their cups. It's right. Like, we're going to need water, but we need to make sure the water is fresh. So how do we do this? And they were coming. Up, I mean, it's just amazing to see what they can do if you give them the opportunity to explore. So we have we're going to transition. Uh, Focusing on mistakes, right? Because all entrepreneurs, yes. by definition, tons of mistakes are made. Mm -hmm. But that's how we learn. But before we do that, we're going to take a minute to thank our sponsors. Okay. The Brain Gain is a collaborative effort, and we'd like to thank our headlining sponsors, including Farmers National Bank, Sweeney Chevrolet Buick GMC, the Mahoning Valley Manufacturers Coalition, and Southwoods Health. Also included are Eastern Gateway Community College, PNC Bank, the Moransky Companies, the Mahoning County Career and Technical Center, the Youngstown Business Incubator, Simon Roofing, the DeBartolo Corporation, Youngstown State University, and Junior Achievement of the Mahoning Valley. And we're back and we want to talk about mistakes because mm. mistakes can be so, so helpful. So give us maybe paint a picture of a mistake you made and what you learned from it. I'll say one of the biggest mistakes as a leader, and I'm still learning to overcome, is to be able to say help. Most leaders and most entrepreneurs feel like I can do it myself because of the fear of rejection, right? The fear of someone telling you no. So you'll just say no for them by not even asking. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's very important what I learned in running a nonprofit and being even in the role I'm in right now is to say, I need help. And I need, can you do this, delegate and say, help, I can't do it all on my own. So I have um, the director of our curriculum, Tanisha Willer, has been with me for the last four years in, in business ventures. And so for me, saying to her, she's like, what do you need me to do? And I was like, oh, I got it. And then the other day I said, no, I don't. I need you to do this, this, and this. And she's like, okay, I got it. Um, because at the same time, while I was not saying um, help, she was feeling like, I'm, what am I doing? Like, I'm doing stuff, but I feel like I need to do more. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. not using her to her full capacity also diminishes that relationship and diminishes her level of confidence in what she can do and provide right. for us. So really needing help on the surface, you think, oh, that's a weakness. If I yeah. ask for help, that's yeah. a weakness. But really it's a strength. It is. It because is. Because you have to have the confidence uh -huh. to say, look, we're, 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 getting after it, we're doing our best, I need some help. Yeah. And I could even do better if I get the help. And so that is, I think that's such an important point that asking for help is strength. It is, it is a biggest strength. And someone said once before that, um, I heard someone say, and it changed my life, because they said, sometimes saying no means it's somebody else's yes. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you have to learn how to say help and say no. Mm -hmm. And let's, because now you give someone else the opportunity to have their yes in their life. Right. And so for me, when asking for help, it also, that comes to my mind, like saying help is also allowing someone else to come in and show their strength. That's and true. Give them their power. Yeah, that, that, that collaborative effort, because you know, you, I'm sure you, you've identified entrepreneurs and you see entrepreneurs, they're really strong in one area, but completely could be blind in another area. Absolutely, right? yes, so, yes. 
do do some matchmaking at times and say, you know, these two entrepreneurs are going it alone. Maybe they can get together and do something big. I've had it to where um, not necessarily collaboration mm-hmm. in that sense, a partnership, but partnerships in the sense of, um, so I have a young lady, Ricole Taton, who is a, um, has accounting services. So a lot of the startups, they do not have that provided. That is one of the technical assistant areas that they need immensely in our community. So for me, it's like, go see Ricole. Um, someone else, okay, she used this graphic designer, so-and-so. Can you help them understand who they used? Mm-hmm. You know, I sit on the committee for Valley Partners, Economic Development Partners, and their loan committee. That's a great partnership because right. I see people struggling like and using their own dollars, and I'm like, stop, wait, you're bleeding. Go see the team over here and right. get a loan and stop and just make payments, you know? So I think those collaborations are important and keep bringing people together to help save their lives and their peace. So I'm going to ask another tough question. Are you getting the help you need? With the program Women and Youth Entrepreneurship, you know, are you getting the support you need? Are you getting the help you need? To a certain extent, yes, there's support, but you could always use more support. What we have noticed in, in the last year with COVID is that a lot of businesses struggled to pivot and it was because they couldn't financially afford to pivot. So donating services, if you're a marketing firm and you're huge and you know you could donate a couple hours to help these entrepreneurs start up, please do. Mm -hmm. Those are the things that we can use help with. Um, Investors, like everyone wants to invest in these big companies, and then we have a young lady in Atlanta, Georgia, who started the vegan um, burgers and just made five million last year. <laughs> she went from being homeless to five million in COVID, but then she had people believe in her as well right. and help her along the way. And I think that's the biggest misconception that you have to be this big company right. um, for us to invest in you. And no, 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 it's the little ones that you say, I see your potential. And if I invest, oh my gosh, the potential just grows. Right. It's, it's exponential and it might not be a big number, but it's still exponential. Yes. Absolutely. And, and then, yeah, without, you're right. So often the attention and the focus and the excitement is a big company that's $100 million in revenue, whatever. Right, you know? right, right. But look, there are plenty of businesses. I mean, 99% of the businesses in our economy are small businesses. Mm-hmm. Is that about 98, yeah, 99%? Absolutely. And, and today um, we have a visit coming in from our Secretary of State. And so for him, he's coming to talk about those numbers because that's something that we're advocating for right now is the small business. People are, they're being disrespected in a certain right. sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. being respected. And so we definitely want to bring attention to the small business because we know the impact that they can have on communities, especially like Youngstown. Mm-hmm. Have you seen, so you're a lifelong resident mm-hmm. of the Mahoning Valley, have you seen things change for the better or do you still think we have some work to do? We still have work to do. So of course, growing up in the valley, my grandparents, they migrated from the south for the steel mills, you know. So when growing up, you see the steel mills thriving, they're making money, you know what I mean? Changing our lives, our community. And then for that not to happen, then even my son who worked for General Motors and had to move to Nashville because they closed. So then it's like, wait, okay, I see progress, right? We got a hotel downtown and we have this happening. But then I'm like, but we still have not arrived because we still were ranked number one as a poverty stricken community in the nation. Right. So that says yeah. there's still work. There's work happening, but not fast enough. And we have to really 
push and support our entrepreneurs to help rebuild this community. Right, right. Yeah. And I think that's the key word, entrepreneurship, because this, this brain gain is about workforce development and entrepreneurship. So at the same time, Ultium Cells is building a $2.3 billion plant, and they're going to hire 1,500 people. You still need entrepreneurs right. to serve that business, right? Absolutely. And this is a great time to be an entrepreneur. It is. It's a wonderful time. And then if, if you walk around our campus and you just go to our Tech Block Building 5 where you see advanced manufacturing at its finest, right? Absolutely. and all of They're just doing some great things. Um, I think that that is so key for us is just making sure that we invest in those type of businesses so that these entrepreneurs can bring up other entrepreneurs in that industry as well. Right, it has to be an ecosystem of support, yes. of it, right? So yes. if, if someone's making progress and doing great things, that's that's like a ripple effect. It I don't is. Know, is that you know? It are is. we doing enough to promote that? Do you think there are we could do better? At we promoting? could do better at promoting it, and I think the the key too, Jeff, is that we do it for the whole community and not right. just sections of the community. You right. know, we need to build up all ethnicities and everyone has to be included in the progress of our city and our community. Right. Do you think that's an area where we need a lot more work? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Absolutely. Been on committees and, you know, we talk until we're blue in the face and I'm like, at some point, like, can we just have action? action. Um, so we know the problem. Let's solve the, that's what entrepreneurship is. Like, let's solve the problem. And so in solving the problems enough talk, let's just get behind it and let's start doing the work. Absolutely. Two things, right? Well, first we'll start. Do you have a favorite quote or some inspiration? I know days get long. And, yes. You know, is there, is there a quote or an inspirational statement you look to? Or I always say, have? there's a quote that Les Brown says, and I absolutely love it. And he says a lot of them. Yeah. And at one point I was saying one so much that they would finish it for me, the people around me. So I was like, I'm going to stop saying that yeah. one. <laughs> Um, but one thing I love that he says is stop taking out of court settlements for your life. And I feel that that's what a lot of us do when it comes to entrepreneurship. We're afraid to take that next step in life, you know, so we'll just settle for the nine to five. When really burning in us is that desire to have our own and we have so much ideas and visions. So I definitely would love to leave that quote with those even watching today is stop taking out of court settlements for your life and live out your dream. Absolutely. It's, I've listened to a lot of Les Brown, but I've not heard that one. Yes. So I'm, that, that one's going on the list. That's great. <laughs> That's good. So what, to close, what, how would you challenge our audience? Because we have a great loyal audience, people that can really help move the needle, that can invest their time and treasure. And, and you know, what, what would you want to put, put out there for a challenge? I would challenge your listeners and the readers in our community and that is support small business, support your local entrepreneurs. And also when it comes to especially organizations like the Youngstown Business Incubator that has WE, that has the YE program, that has NBAC, that has events, come in, visit, invest in the future, which is here, um, so that we can keep our talent here. Right. And it begins when you begin to invest your time, talent, and your treasure. Right. That's fantastic. Well, uh, can, how can people get a hold of you? What's the best way to get a hold of you? So definitely feel free to send email to me, sgilchrist at ybi.org. I am happy to help and assist in any way that I can when it comes to your dream, vision, or investment. Now, we, we certainly appreciate your time. We Thank know you. we have the Secretary of State visiting this yes. afternoon. So his, his team is in the house already prepping. House. So yes, I'm sure you yes. have to get... Uh, 
get to it and get ready for his visit. Thank but you. Uh, no, this has been amazing. Learned a lot today. Really, really learned a lot. And we really appreciate the work you're doing. And it's so, so important to yes. keep our kids here. That's right. For sure. That's the goal. All right. All right. Thanks, Stephanie. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the podcast today, because together we're building a culture of entrepreneurship and promoting workforce development. So if you like what you heard, please share it with a friend and leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast player. Your feedback is very important to us. We want to make the show better all the time. And if you would like to give me direct feedback, email me, please. My email is j. H-E-R-R-M-A-N-N at business-journal.com or you can find me on LinkedIn. And lastly, would love to thank the members of the Brain Gain Coalition. Those headline collaborators include Farmers National Bank, Sweeney Chevrolet Buick GMC, the Mahoney Valley Manufacturers Coalition, and Southwoods Health. And joining them are members of the coalition including Eastern Gateway Community College, PNC Bank, the Moransky Companies, MCCTC, the Mahoney County Career and Technical Center, the Youngstown Business Incubator, Simon Roofing, the DeBartolo Corporation, Youngstown State University, and Junior Achievement of Mahoning Valley. Without them, none of this would be possible. So thanks again for joining us today. And remember, together we are building a culture of entrepreneurship and promoting workforce development.